0: Wait, uh, oh, yeah. Vince, how's my sound? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, because I just found out my microphone <laughs> plugged in this entire time.
1: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of Birds Verse Boys. We are almost fully through week four in the NFL. Sunday is over. The Dallas Cowboys lose again, and your first place Philadelphia Eagles win their first game of the season uh really looking forward to this show i think it's gonna be a lot of fun later you will get our awesome interview that we just did with harry mays uh aiden that that was exactly what i thought an interview with harry mays and us was gonna be
0: we were cutting up the whole time it was this was the perfect day to do it with him like this Mm -hmm. this was after that win and also we we sprinkle in a little temple stuff so this was the perfect time
1: yeah, it was great. Perfect. Uh, K mess with you here, as always, joined with the bird and the happy bird for the first time this season, Aiden Powers. There's no drinking ammonia today, but we have a packed show, like we said. So we're going to go around the NFL a little bit here, and then we're going to go birds versus boys, um, and then we'll get you the interview with Harry Mays. So, uh, Aiden, you want to go around the NFL here? We had some fun games yesterday.
0: Yeah. I know which one was most fun, but sure. I'll give other people time.
1: <laughs> so if producer Vince could put up the clock for those of you who are only listening, either on Spotify or Apple or Google, we also throw this show up on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces. We don't have faces for radio. We have faces for everything. So make sure to check out our YouTube channel as well. Producer Vince puts up a 60 second clock. And we are going to try to go around the NFL with the scores in 60 seconds. We haven't done it yet. Um, so let's try and do it today. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. The Lions go up 14-0, but the Saints score five straight touchdowns and win 35-29. to
0: Tommy touchdown is back. Tom Brady throws five touchdowns. Bucks win 38-31 over the Chargers. Winning
1: is fun. Joe Burrow gets his first NFL win. Bengals 33, Jags 25.
0: Russell Wilson, there's a reason why we just put his name alone in the standing. Seahawks 31, Dolphins 23, two a time.
1: The Vikings kill me again, and this time by winning when I bet against them. Bye-bye, Butchen. Bill O'Brien, he is fired after this loss. Vikings
0: win 31-23 over the Texans. Matt Rule might be a good NFL coach. Panthers 31, Cardinals 21.
1: The Ravens with a big bounce-back win against the football team, 31-17. Uh,
0: most boring game of the re- week, Rams 17, Giants 9. I'm not even going to give them a joke.
1: The Bills are for real. 30-23 to 23 over your Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Well, 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 if it isn't starter Nick Foles not getting the job done, who would have thought Colts 19, Bears 11? That was cool. Qu- that might have been our quickest one yet. Well, we know why it's the quickest one. So we are recording this on Monday night, mm-hmm. uh, the day after our games. And there's about 16 games going on while we're recording because some of them got postponed. We got Monday night football, then we have other Monday night football because of coronavirus. So it's uh, that's kind of why.
1: My wife said, uh, goodbye, I will see you on Friday as I walked down into our basement with (laughs) recording tonight, interviewing Harry. Tomorrow we got another big interview, we got football, we got baseball on. Um, Yeah, I'm good. I'm
0: great. I'm phenomenal.
1: You know who's not phenomenal? Bill O'Brien or Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bill O'Brien, writing was on the wall since the DeAndre Hopkins thing. That that was the last nail in the coffin for me and probably for many people. And then uh, as we are recording, the the Patriots are playing because of the Cam Newton thing, which is scary. Um, who knows if they should have just delayed it one day. But yeah, so here we are, and...
1: Like we said, there's we have a packed show to get into and the name of the show is Birds vs. Boys. So yes, I think is. that was that was enough around the NFL today. You seem like you're chomping at the bit. You're excited. Who's I'm, going first? Usually I'm, it's me.
0: Hold on. Uh if you're in first place, you go first. That's how uh, that Yeah, works.
1: but uh usually we go whatever game played first. And the Cowboys played at one o'clock. You played the night game.
0: Hold on. Just before we get into the analysis, um, so usually we drink as a ritual when both of our teams lose. So uh yep. Feel free to to drink up. You can do that. Pop, give them the sound. Give them the sound.
1: I got nice. the whole, I, I'm not, that was, that was as weak as the Cowboys defense. I'm not even, I'm not even getting a glass today. I'm
0: drinking bullet bourbon straight out of the bottle. And, and you Monday. can do that. You can do that because you lost. But I have a little bit of something different because I am a winner who's in first place.
1: Awkward silence.
0: This fucking guy. When you were in first place, <laughs> you smoke victory cigars. You wouldn't know about it, but I do. So this is how I'm doing my podcast tonight, because we are in first place. We are think- back. I think
1: after after this, uh, I'm going to have to just let you go first. Look at this. Have you ever smoked a cigar before? It looks like you're just, like, sucking on a teat.
0: Well, yeah, I have. But, hey, when you're in first place, smoke the cigar however you want to. But you're not. So I can do this however I want to do it. Well, then do it. Talk. Bitch. Okay. Uh, what a game. What a game. A boring game. Uh no, it was not. It was very entertaining. It came down to the last second, or a lot worse games. You're actually very
1: I, lucky that CJ Bether didn't start that game or you get blown out.
0: Yeah, that was wild. He came in and didn't throw an incompletion until I think that Hail Mary was his second incompletion. Mm-hmm. So that, that got wild in a hurry. Um but before that, for about hmm, fifty-eight minutes of game time, it was I thought they played very well, and I was very happy. And I'm over the moon with that performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think I predicted it last week right here on Birds vs. Boys that the Eagles were going to go to San Francisco and win. You thought it was just a jinx tactic. But to me, those those games right there, I've seen it a thousand times. Obviously... I watch the Cowboys more than any team in the league, and the second team I watch the most are the Philadelphia Eagles. One because I hate them, two because I'm married to an Eagles fan, and three because, well, they're in my market. Um, so I've seen this game so many times before that it just it, it, there was there was no way I you know I wasn't thinking that the Eagles were going to win, and then the goddamn. Pre-game show did what the pregame show should never fucking do. And <laughs> every single one of them picked the Niners. And I turned to my wife and I said, well, Eagles, we don't even need to watch because the Eagles won the
0: game. Yes. Before, before, when I saw that, I tried to grab a picture really quick. I was like, damn, I missed it. And I was like, I know that is going to be the perfect screen grab when we win this game. Yep. It, you are correct that every single time, every if time. everybody picks the one team, like the, the other team wins every time, every single time. Brilliant. So, uh, and we won. Here's why Eagles fans should be excited. Thank you. Thank you. We're in first place. That's why I have my cigar. Um, why Eagles fans should be excited after that. I know we're 1-2-1, and one, and this is – I'm half joking. Who did the Eagles invest the most in? Carson the Wentz. The defensive line, Darius Slay, and Carson Wentz. The defensive line had eight sacks last week. They probably played better last night. Darius Slay has been as good as advertised this entire season. And speaking of the season, Carson Wentz saved it last night. So everybody you expected to be good going into the season played Final. extremely well and is playing better than they were to start the season. They are trending upwards in all of the positions that you have invested in.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's exactly what you – what did I say earlier in the, in the season, the, our episode where we were just yelling, be the team – you promised me you'd be. Well, the Eagles were the team that they sort of promised you they would be this year last night. Exactly. And, and with you catching touchdown passes, basically.
0: Uh, Yes, I would like to get into that because uh, the, uh, the kid from Old Dominion, I was laughing, and my girlfriend was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, because I don't even know who th- – I follow this team religiously. No, don't. I don't know who this person is. I was like, I don't know who 13 is. And that was in the first quarter, and then he comes up and has the big touchdown catch. I love it, and we'll get into it with Harry. But we pretty much said, you know, who cares where you were drafted? Put mm-hmm. the people on the field who are going to produce. Yes. So he can keep playing, Greg Ward can keep playing, um, as long, and John Hightower played pretty well too. So as long as they're producing, I don't care. I, I really don't. I will take the guys who are producing. I don't care their age, their experience. I, I just don't. I mean,
1: yeah, it's not like you're tied to J.J. J- Ortega-Whiteside. I mean, if he's not producing, don't put him on the goddamn field. Um, Yeah, exactly. Who on earth caught that? I-, I caught that that tweet from producer Vince during the game. And, yeah, my wife was like, oh, my God, Aguilar caught the ball. And I was like, honey, Aguilar plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. She's like,
0: then who is that? I'm like, I have no idea. He's long gone. <laughs> Good riddance because we have new people. So that, that gets into my other point with speaking of new people. Uh, Jeff Mosher brings this point up a bit, so I, I don't want to steal his thunder. But he says all the time, you know, you have these young guys. You've drafted them. At some point, you need to know what they yeah, are. So exactly. last last night, they they started Jordan Mulata out of necessity, and they mm-hmm. started Kayvon Wallace. I would like to see that going forward. I want to see these guys who... They've drafted, and at some point, like I know Milata's a project, but at some point you, you gotta see the know, project works. I was about to say exactly, like you, you, for the science, the science project. Eventually, there's going to be a science fair, and you have to show off what you've been doing. So, that, does the volcano, volcano, exactly, right? Like, it, it, is it going to erupt? Is that volcano going to erupt? And last night, it really did. Milada played well. He played really well, especially yeah. for his first start. And he's a massive human being, but like Kayvon Wall is playing—that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. You invested in these guys; let them play. We, we've seen Jason Peters play; like we we know what it is. And even like Jannard Avery, who we traded a fourth-round pick for—he's still young. Like you have to know. Yep. Josh Sweat continues to play well. You have to know. Uh, can you? This is a critical off-season in terms of salary cap. If these guys can produce for you, that saves you. So it's good to see that. And I hope that is the trend going forward as guys get healthy. I want young players who are producing and we need to figure out if they're going to produce for us in the long term, anyways.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's when you have young guys making no money that are producing, you win. That's a double win. And I I was joking, I think with AJ about uh, Jalen Smith being the worst linebacker in the league. And he's like, no, it's uh Gary. He's he's worse. I go, he's not worse because he only makes six hundred K. You're not twenty million like Jalen Smith. Twelve million, excuse me.
0: Yeah, and he uh him and TJ Edwards that we pay them next to nothing. And then TJ Edwards, he makes two plays in a row in, in classic Eagles fashion. He did something good, which means he's going to get hurt. He immediately hurt his hamstring, and then his backup gets the pick six. You you couldn't have written like a better like Eagles like you mentioned, the Eagles win that game because they just have W2TF wins sometimes. We're like, mm-hmm. you couldn't script a better Eagles win where some guy from old Dominion off the practice squad catches the game-winning touchdown, a pick six by the backup, backup linebacker. It, it was just it was so Eagles. Richard Rogers was one of the leading receivers. Yeah, I, what a game. What, a, mean, time. what he a time. What
1: a time to be alive. He had three catches in a row. That literally, and I think it was that third and one, too, where it was gonna be a uh, uh, Went sneak and he came out and Rogers just caught it low and got the fr- it was yeah I mean if they can start getting production out of guys like him with Goddard down I mean that it, it you know you we saw last year how Wentz can kind of get acclimated with nobody's quickly and we saw what he did last night and you know everybody's like well they don't have any rapport well y- y- you you kind of you don't know that because they're practicing together so I, I don't know
0: no, I'm no, I'm glad you brought it up because I'd like to touch on Wentz for, for yeah. one second. Yeah. Because you you mentioned it. It seems like when they're at the lowest of the low, at the bottom of the barrel of talent is when he steps up. And it was so funny. So I was I was watching this video yesterday afternoon because Trump did his thing, not to get political, but so Trump does his thing where he, he goes around the block and waves at everybody. And C SPAN had this audio of this guy going that's my president. That guy's a hero. I would die for that man. And I was like, what a weirdo, like who worships another human being like this? And then Wentz drops that dime at the end of the game for the game winning touchdown. I'm like, that's my quarterback. What a hero. I would die for that man.
1: Look at you. And you immediately came right in. Oh, yeah. I have no, I have no heroes. I have no, I'm watching as we're talking. Uh, we said this is Monday night. So we're watching the chiefs uh, Patriots game as well. And I see taco Charlton have a strip sack, uh former Dallas Cowboys first round pick who's no longer on the team. Awesome.
0: Drink up, buddy. Do you want to, uh, do you want to get into your, your Dallas Cowboys in the, the day that was no. Okay. Well, I'll do it. I gave up <laughs> 49 points. This offense is terrible. It is Big 12 football and a 90,000-seat stadium.
1: Producer Vince, I want you to mark the tape, bring it back. What
0: did I say last week? What did I tell you, Aiden? I want to give you credit. I want to lay it down right now. So Mm -hmm. let's ding it off. You said the offensive line, you've been preaching this, it's not 2016 anymore, Miles Garrett will eat. Second play of the game sack multiple sacks you have been critical of the secondary um especially the safety position uh first touchdown of the game odell beckham over the top correct on darian thompson yep who's your least favorite guy Mm -hmm. and then um austin hooper you -hmm. said austin hooper would be a tough mismatch Mm -hmm. he caught a touchdown
1: and i also said that uh who ran all over the dallas cowboys the year before it was the minnesota vikings mm-hmm. kevin safansky was their offensive coordinator now the head coach of the browns and i knew with chubb and hunt they were gonna run all over the cowboys well it turns out they didn't even need chubb they had hunt and some other guys who have never heard of and they ran for 307 yards it well that was three hundred
0: and seven
1: rush yards
0: some of the holes that they were opening up and let's get into the clowns because it's going to be the same clown car as it was the week before it's changing a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna get into that in in a little bit well Uh, yeah let's touch on some because i'm still confident in the cowboys because i think they're just going to be in a shootout every week and they can just win a lot of shootouts like Mm -hmm. I, i don't think every team will be able to run for 300 yards yeah but the holes that the browns were opening up had to be like Really, that was really glaring to me. Like that, that was bad. All right. So I'm going to get into it.
2: I, All right.
1: I'm not even, I'm not even mad. I'm not upset because, like I said, I saw this coming. Like I had the Browns marked down as an L uh, weeks ago. I said it on, right here on this podcast. I said it on branded sports radio on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio every Saturday, 11 to 12. Um, that the Browns plus four and a half was easy money. And early in the week, it was Browns plus six. If you got it there, congratulations. Um, but this defense for the Dallas Cowboys just isn't good. Actually, it's atrocious. They're terrible. Um, the minute they tried to sell us that Darian Thompson was the starting safety, I-, I knew this D was completely trash. And, yes, he gave up the bomb to Odell Beckham. And what happened in the next play? Benched. Donovan Wilson. gone, see you twenty three. Stink. This D line, right? We said coming into the season, uh, I was really excited about the D line. Um, they brought in everson Griffin, Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, but he got hurt. Uh, the D line is just old and washed up. Don Terry Poe, I think he's done. I mean he's he he's not making any place. Uh, he's he's lost ten steps uh Everson Griffin is just is just doesn't have it anymore um Tristan Hill Clown Hill as you you put him in um he's the one that seems to be flashing the most he keeps making plays in the backfield here and there however Tristan Hill was graded out by pro football focus
0: today as the worst
1: defensive tackle in the league
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I uh I don't read in the pro football focus. Neither too do much, I. But, but if they if you come in last, you can't be doing very well, no matter what the metric system is. Yet he looks like the best D tackle on the team. That's really saying something. You know what else is saying something?
1: Uh, staying on the pro football focus. Uh here. Xavier Woods, the safety, who I don't think I've I've heard his name called once this season. Maybe that's a good thing is he's not getting burned all the time, but he's not making plays. Um he was graded out as the highest Dallas Cowboys defender on Sunday. His grade was a 59. <laughs> well,
0: man. It was like a, like a, a
1: bad starter gets like a 70. He got a 59, yeah. and he was the highest graded defensive player on the Dallas
0: Cowboys. If you're in the if you're a coach, do you watch the tape? Or are you just like that was so bad? Let's just not let's just focus. And keep on going.
1: I I, I mean, I feel like you have to, um, but I don't even know if Mike Nolan watches tape. I mean, I'm going to get into that too. Mike Nolan has no business being a defensive coordinator. Nothing, nothing said, yes, he should be the DC, right? He, the last time he was a DC, like six years ago, seven years ago with Atlanta for three years, they finished like 24th, 27th and 28th in the
0: league in defense. You know why so nothing he was hired with Atlanta? You know why he was hired? I probably Jerry Jones and they go nope. way back. Nope. No. No.
1: Nope. He hired Mike McCarthy, McCarthy's first job out in, as with the 49ers.
0: Good to see that even in football, just like life, it's just all about who you know. It's all it is. <laughs> and that's like,
1: how you get a job. There has to be a point. Like I I know McCarthy and him are boys, but like Jerry and Steven need to be like, listen. I mean, we'll, we'll take the blame here, but your boy, your boy's got to go. And I can't wait until our Thursday episode where we're going to have Jeff Cavanaugh on for one Oh five, three, the fan in Dallas, one of my favorite Cowboys media guys um, to talk all about this defense. I have a lot of good questions for him about how to fix this D line. And he's going to have answers to none of them because the, <laughs> the team just stinks.
0: Let me. I have two points, and then I'll let you say your final words on the Mm -hmm. Cowboys, and one of them is the defensive line. So I think the issue, just me watching the Cowboys as an outsider, that trick play, Baker Mayfield is blocking Everson Griffin, and it's half effort, half football IQ where you're like, okay, this is clearly a trick play. Everyone knows it's a trick play. You can see it developing. A quarterback is blocking you. And you're not making the effort to blow that guy. Like how often in the NFL do you get a free shot at a quarterback? He's blocking you. You have a size advantage. Run him over. Blow him up. Blow him up. And it's like he's just standing there. It's almost like he's mirroring Baker. And it's like how how does that happen? And that's half effort and that's just half bad football IQ. And I think that defense has both. But my last point is, I still submit this week after week. I know that was a bad loss, but I just think they're going to come out on the right side of a lot of blowouts. Like they went up to Seattle and lost to Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, so is everyone else. Mm-hmm. I, I think they will be okay. The defense will not, they're no. just going to have to win 38, 35 every week, but I feel like they'll do it enough to to survive. Like yeah, that, I, I, the offense is good enough to do it.
1: So uh, I'm going to touch on that and then I'm going to, um, Say one thing about the clown crew, and then we'll we'll move on to Harry. Um, but, yes, I agree. I mean, Dak threw for 502, threw for 475 the week before. These receivers are legit. However, uh, Zeke has not, the last three weeks, has not helped this team at all. The week before in Seattle, he dropped about six screen passes yesterday, uh, Sunday. He had finally his, his longest run of the season. And there's about six Browns guys around you, and no Cowboys, and you're going to the ground, you know they're going to try and rip the ball out. you got to cover the ball and just go down. Why are you trying to get two more yards by rolling? The way, the only way the Cowboys are going to win these shootouts, like you say, is if they stop turning the ball over. They had two again yesterday, the Zeke fumble, and then the Dak strip sack. I'm not putting that on, that on Dak. He was throwing the ball. The O-line just didn't give him the time because, well, the O-line stinks. Uh, not all of the O-line, most of the O-line. Um, I think we found our new center in the, of the future and be Um, But they, they, if they got, if they're going to win these shootouts, they have to stop turning the ball. Up.
0: Now, totally, totally agree. The ball security with, with Zeke has been questionable. And I don't get why I, he's just such a ferocious runner for him to, be mm-hmm. constantly having this issue. I don't get it, but it, it goes back to like football IQ and effort. So we'll see. Now uh, I, I hear we're making the, the clown car is getting bigger today. Is that the case? It's getting bigger and it,
1: it's shifting. Oh, uh, so I, I'm I'm adding uh, clown Nolan, the defensive coordinator, wow. the first first coach to be first coach. Inducted.
0: Congratulations on first coach in the clown car.
1: First coach, coach in the clown crew. He uh, he, like I said, he doesn't deserve. To be the D.C., he needs to go. So uh, Clown Nolan. Um, I'm also going to add... I don't know if we fully inducted Clown Worley last week or not. I know I mentioned him, but um, who... But this also goes to Clown Nolan, but like, who thought it was a good idea to just put Clown Worley one-on-one with Odell Beckham running down the sideline? Like, that's not going to work out well for you anytime. Uh, and there was another time where... The running back was running up the middle and clown Worley like just turned around and sprinted to the goal line. And the running back's like, Okay, well, if you're not gonna, I'll just keep running here if you're not gonna come tackle me. It was just unbelievable. But I've been saying that clown Lawrence is the leader of the clown crew, he's the clown captain. Uh I am relinquishing his clown captaincy. Oh wow. One because he's been playing hurt. uh, Two, because after the game yesterday, he came out and called this defense soft and said they play soft, they are soft, and he called them yep. all out, which Come I on. appreciate.
0: No, uh, why? He like I just pointed out that the softest play I saw in that game was him.
1: No, he- no, 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 no. no. You were saying Everson Griffin was the soft. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry, DeMar- sorry. Clown Lawrence, Clown Lawrence. There. But, yes, I agree on that. Um, Go ahead. So I am taking his clown captaincy. And I am giving it to Clown Smith. Jalen Smith is now the leader of the clown. He's the captain clown. Ooh. And I hate this because I loved Jalen Smith at Notre Dame. I was a he was a hell of a player at Notre Dame, heck of a leader. Um, but Jalen Clown, uh, you're not that player anymore. You, you'll never be that player anymore. Um, he can't. He's a robot out there. He can't turn. Um, he's guessing you can see that he's guessing. Um, and, and he tries to just overplay things. He'll make, you know, a, a stop on a player. You're down 38 to 14 and he's doing his swipe thing. And all he cares about is selling sunglasses and, and pumping his cryotherapy company. But I am really fully adding him because he made the dumbest play of the entire season for the Dallas Cowboys on defense. And that's pretty hard to do because his defense is just dumb. Um, The Cowboys were up 14 to seven. The Browns are on the ropes and it was third and 13. Joe Thomas, who's actually been playing well as the backup uh, linebacker starting for uh, Leighton Vander Esch. And I hope when Leighton Vander Esch comes back, the, coaching staff plays the best linebackers and sits 54 on the goddamn bench but joe thomas makes the tackle makes the stop it's going to be fourth and 13 browns are punting away cowboys now have the lead at 14 7 and they're getting the ball back you could start to route the browns here but Jalen decides to jump in the pile grab himself some face mask for no fucking reason and get a 15 yard penalty automatic first down the browns go down Tie the game. Cowboys get the ball. Zeke fumbles. They score. Cowboys get the ball again. Dak fumbles. Back-to-back plays. And that's just what started the spiral. So, congratulations, Clown Smith. You are now the captain of the Clown Crew.
0: Congratulations. Hooray. You did it.
1: So, the Cowboys stink
0: defensively. First point. So, now that we've said all that, mm-hmm. let's get into our interview with Harry because I I had so much fun interviewing him. I thought uh, we touched on a lot of the topics with the Eagles and the Cowboys, but yeah. um, he and I agreed on a lot of stuff with the Eagles, especially Carson Wentz. Um, and we, we really touch on more than just Eagles and Cowboys. Oh, yeah. So it, it's a little bit different than us going back and forth. And it's refreshing because we've been complaining about our teams for the past few weeks. This interview with Harry was great because we touched on every single sport imaginable. So many different players, so many different aspects. Like I said, Eagles, Cowboys. We got into hockey, golf. We talked Temple football. So before we do, let's talk about Bovada. We've been harping on it. We had another great weekend gambling here at Branded Sports. So if you just take our picks and put it into Bovada, you automatically make money. It's just a no-brainer. So we'll put the promo link. Everywhere that we promote this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere you can think. So, bet with Bavada, And now, we'll go to our interview with Harry Mays.
2: Can't wait.
1: All right. We are super excited now to be joined by somebody that's been on the Brandon Sports Train since the beginning. And we appreciate it more than anything. The one and only Harry Mays. You can find him at HarryMaystu on Twitter. Everybody knows I'm no Eagles fan, but I, I will listen to Harry talk birds all day. Probably the only person in the city I'll listen to that. So, Harry, how you doing, man? I'm
2: doing great, Kevin. Aiden, great to be with you guys.
0: Exciting to be here. Uh, it's great to have you after the first win of the season. How about so that? First place. First, first place. first place. First place, first win. You know, we've had guests on in the past, and it's been like a – very low morale show where it's doomsday every time we record. So having you on after a win and after a nationally televised win is fantastic.
2: Yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I, you know, for me, it doesn't do so much for me, but I think it does something for the quarterback mm. uh, and the head coach, you know, who is coming under some fire. I mean, I, to me, th- this quarterback, you know, took this team in the final couple of weeks of last season into the playoffs for what it was worth with a ragamuffin group of wide receivers and quote unquote weapons. And I think they were, you know, weapons is a, you know, you're, you're really gilding the lily calling that crew weapons, but they uh-huh. got him he got him in there and it, it, it showed a lot to me. And then he got, got off to a really bad start. And part of it was on his own, you know, he, he, poor mechanics. He was making some bad decisions. He was holding on to the ball way too long, things like that. It was, was a lot on him. But to see him get that win last night on the road against what I think is a pretty good football team, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're not what they were when they were in the Super Bowl due to injuries, but they're still a really good football team and a really well-coached football team. To yeah. see them come away with that win and finally get something from their defense as far as a turnover, not only did they get a turnover, they got a, a turnover and a score really? out of it, which, yeah. which they needed, and, of course, Carson, you know, threw the touchdown pass to a guy from Old Dominion. Old freaking <laughs> Dominion, okay? That's not Alabama, okay? It's unbelievable. I didn't even know this kid was on the roster. I was and,
1: watching it with my wife, and she goes, Aguilar caught the ball. I go, yeah, right. Oh,
2: honey. I was like, Aguilar's not there anymore. Aguilar's with the Raiders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But he you "Where's know, number 13, and he made a play, and good for him. Uh, you know, so it, it really, you know, you look at the, the guys who were hurt last night i mean all the wide receivers the offensive line was a mess lane johnson was in and out of the football game they had jordan Mulata making his first start and actually had a really good game outside of one penalty i believe he had a you know an illegal procedure or something mm-hmm. a motion or whatever it was but he played a really good good sound football game so there's a lot of a lot of upside to this uh when you look at it from a carson wentz and a doug uh, you know doug peterson perspective
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Carson because I saw your tweet last night where you kind of congratulated Jimmy Butler and Carson for rising above the adversity. And what's become clear this NBA season is that Jimmy Butler was really just like a product of a bad environment. Now he's in a good one. So he's thriving. So if you think like Carson is right now struggling because he's a product of a bad environment, or do you think he just kind of needs to elevate his play and everybody will come up? with him, kind of like he did last night, even though, like you said, they were at the ragamuffin group again.
2: Well, I, he needs to elevate his play, but he also needs some other guys to step up and make plays for him. And right now he doesn't yeah. have really a lot of that on the offensive end. I mean, you know, Goddard is is down. You know, Miles Sanders really hasn't been what he was last season mm-hmm. yet this year. And they, and they rely heavily on him now that they got rid of basically, you know, a couple of the other running backs. You know, Zach Ertz, everybody knows that Carson Wentz, Looks to Zach Ertz when he needs to make a play. When they need a third down catch, third and eight, he's going to go to Zach Ertz first. So that's pretty much, you know, self-explanatory. If you're on defense, you're like, we got to take him out of this play, and let's let's see if he can make a play with Ward or the or the guy from ODU or whoever the hell else is, you know, on the field. I mean, the kid from Boise State that they drafted who's gotten some some run this year, you know he's he's got to have some other guys step up for him and last night he had he had the you know the kid from the practice squad and he had the defense make a play and he needed both of those so it's kind of both he he needs to to step up but he also needs other guys to really raise up rise up for him
1: i did see i mean i think richard rogers a little bit too last night didn't he have three three completions in a row to him i think to move the chains down the field so Little things like that, as a Cowboys fan, seeing stuff like that start to scare me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, that defense. Your team stinks. <laughs> right, I gotta, that Stank. defense
1: is horrendous. It could be the worst in NFL history.
2: How did it get so bad? I got to ask you. That I'm going to interview you. How it did on. it get so bad? Uh,
1: well, first they they started Darian Thompson at safety. Okay. Um, we Aiden and I were saying preseason like they brought in ha ha clinton Dix, i was a little excited you know some veteran leadership back there they haven't had a veteran leader back there since roy williams until he was put in a grave by shockey um so but then he doesn't even make the team so they have darian thompson back there and then it's this defensive line that uh, they were so high on right they brought in guys like everson griffin don terry poe gerald mccoy unfortunately got hurt And then you got Tristan Hill, their second-round pick last year, and then DeMarcus Lawrence, and none of them are performing.
2: Yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence hasn't done squat.
1: Nothing. And Everson Everson Griffin, we had this stat last week on here. You'll you'll enjoy this. They do the pass rush uh, evaluation and what their percent win rate is on a pass rush if they beat the man in front of them within three seconds. You know, T.J. Watts at like 50% of the time, the higher end of the guys. Going into Sunday's ballgame with the Browns, Everson Griffin – was at zero percent.
2: Mm.
1: He hadn't won once. Wow. And, and then you got Jalen Smith, who is a, is a robot with his head cut off and he can't make a turn. So basically, they all suck. And you put
2: Daryl Worley one on one with Odell Beckham. Right. And I you know they're down Vanderesh. Esch. You know, I, I get that. You know, they, they, but Ouzier, they, they, yeah, Ouzier, they can't really complain too much about injuries. No, they, to,
1: they just stink. You know? I mean, a Woozy coming back, he's not, he's not an all pro right so they suck <laughs> can't wait yeah, for that's
0: the that. concern that, like that is their defense there's no reinforcements behind them no. yeah. for, now for the eagles though it, speaking of reinforcements so like last night by accounts of people who are smarter than me jordan malata played well yeah. and they started Kayvon wallace so they have some reinforcements in these young guys do you think they should just go forward with these young guys and say look we got to figure out what we got or do you yeah. think bring back the veterans because they might give you a better edge. And I think the perfect position might be JP versus Milano, but there's multiple positions you can make this case for young guy versus veteran.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying to, you know, to kick uh, Jason or, you know, Peters to the curb. I think, you know, they're, they're been whistling past the graveyard as I like to say with Jason Peters <laughs> for the last couple of years and, you know, to get him to play 16 games in a season, when was the last time he did that? And, you know, as far as like, He's I remember him coming in and out of games many times in the last couple Mm -hmm. of years where he'd leave for, you know, a series here, a series there. And then all of a sudden he's back in the game and then he's gone again. So, you know, he's a warrior. He's trying to gut it out. And I appreciate that. But at some point, father time always wins. And, you know, to me, the Malata thing was really a a great thing to see for them going forward because he was a guy. He was a no risk guy. You know, Mm -hmm. they matter what yep. the australian football league or so you know australian rugby rugby, whatever rugby guy is. yeah and uh, you know this was one of these things where if if it hits at some point how he's going to look like a freaking genius yep and if mm-hmm. it doesn't nobody's going to remember you know it, it's 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 like one of those stupid bets you make mm-hmm. you know on a in a golf tournament where you take some guy that's 250 to one to win the tournament and you're like oh, i'll throw a hundred dollars on him all of a sudden you know, Stuart Sink comes through and wins the Safeway a couple of weeks ago, you're like 100 like, to one. And you're like, I'm a genius. You know, <laughs> know? And if he didn't win, you're like, well, nobody expected him to win anyway. Did he make the cut? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, well, good. Good job out of yeah. you. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things. Yep. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Seventh round pick.
1: Well, a- all right. So you seem to be happy in praising Carson, yeah. the receivers. And uh Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler. Um, but after this love first win that. of the season, oh, how can you not
2: love Jimmy Butler?
1: What are you sipping on too? We got a little, I got a little yeah,
2: uh, Woodford. I put no. I put Tito's and then a little bit of spring water and then a dash of diet Coke. Boom. Yeah.
1: And it's all it looks a little clear, too, which is a good oh, thing. Yeah. You can never can never be too brown if it's a Diet Coke or not yeah. too red if it's cran. I kind of not that Let me, be, that Let
2: me tell you that. that exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but a, so after the first win of the season Sunday night, who yeah. what other position group are you most? I guess you could say excited
2: for after that game. Excited for. Um, wow. If well, any. <laughs> that's that's a good one maybe the maybe the offensive line with the with the whole mulata thing because i think the jason peters injury situation is not going away it's not going to get any better lane johnson you know seems to have some nagging issues uh mm-hmm. here or there so this tackle you know the tackle situation is very tenuous at best so i'm i, I will feel good pretty good about that if he can You know, now people are going to get film on him and they're going to try to, you know, try to find ways to break him down and they're going to get maybe better defensive uh, line players coming up against him. That he's going to have some issues. I'm not saying this is going to be smooth sailing, but as far as the first time out uh, on the road, and I know there weren't any fans really in the, you know, in the building. So it's not was an allowed environment that can change things too. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, we'll see how he progresses, but I, I feel pretty good about that. And, if they can find a sixth round guy out of old dominion and move him up from the practice squad and he starts making plays you know that might inject something into this wide receiving group a little bit like greg ward did last year and i i was on on record when i was working with Aton, time uh, because that was during the football season of, of a year ago that and, you know greg ward needs to play you know enough of this stuff where you know, he's a practice squad guy. Yeah, let's not worry about it. The guy was making play. He was making plays. And that's all you can ask. I don't care where he came from. I don't care what position he played in college. The position he's playing right now, he's making plays.
0: And that what was a he heck of a play last night, Get him too. the ball. That yeah, was a I,
2: heck of a catch.
0: Yeah. And they, they, they've seemed to the hit on these like late round guys, like mm-hmm. if John Hightower works out or Quez Watkins, like find like you mentioned with Mala, like finding these gems, like that, that could lead to something. And Carson. Yeah, Hightower's
2: the guy to... from Boise, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They took yeah. him in the fifth round and he, he right. got him out of Boise State, like these weird places. Greg Ward played quarterback at Houston. But you know what? Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't care what round you're drafting And If Ortega Whiteside's giving you nothing, then put this kid right. from Old Dominion out there. Who cares? Exactly. Just yeah, I'm
2: with you. Just Whoever makes plays, put him out there. And not only that, this Rager kid who has shown a little bit of flash here or there, but now he's not yeah. on the field because of a thumb injury. I mean, this better be some freaking amazing thumb um, injury that he can't get on the field and try to catch a football. I, You know, I, I'm not a doctor, but I look at other guys like Justin Jefferson was who just was on the that. board making plays. And how about the kid from, from San Francisco last night? Uh, you could, Drafted, no. what, uh, 28th maybe in the 25th, first 25th, I think. Oh, yeah, who? Yeah. that
0: play he made? Yeah, he the leaping play. ability was yeah. insane. I was like,
2: yeah, "What?" Like Ronaldo <laughs> Nehemiah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What a call by Al Michaels on that
2: one. That was great. It yeah. was. I remember that. I remember Ronaldo Nehemiah. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wait, who?" Is-? I had to like look it up. Yeah. I was like, "You had I to feel you
2: like like I should- Google him, didn't you?" How do you spell Nehemiah? I, uh, I, uh, Yabba. Yeah.
0: That was, a, I, that was a halftime YouTube search. I was like, all right, right. I should probably figure it out because Chris Collinsworth loved it, and I don't really right. know what's going on. <laughs> and yeah, eight, how
2: about those guys having to wear masks? Oh, it was terrible. Guys? Because yeah. they're in the state of California, which is the state of confusion, yeah. and it's it's an absolute joke.
1: Yeah, I, I, well, I felt very bad from – especially – Al Michaels is, what, 76 years old? He's, he lives he's- yes okay and he's he's now taking bye weeks mm-hmm. he's not doing the whole seat and now he's got to he's got to talk through a mass the whole time it was uh, you know they're by themselves i yeah. i understand the other things but i mean let those guys just talk and it and it i could hear it too it was audibly annoying yeah. during yeah. the game
2: yeah collinsworth was muffled <laughs> yes mask because yeah. he's got a very raspy uh, you know a voice that kind of cuts through and it, and it wasn't last night it was annoying. I know. I thought they did
0: a good job considering the circumstances, oh, yeah. but I didn't even understand if they were wearing masks for COVID or because of the air quality or just yeah. like a combination <laughs> of both. But it was very noticeable as you're watching it, like you said, even especially with Collinsworth. It was like. Oh, now I look, look at
2: Aiden going air quality here, knowing yeah, right. that there's a fire issue in, in California. Yeah. So look yeah. at you. Well, that's a good job out of you. T, Templegrad Temple grad here.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, Temple smarts, baby. There you go. <laughs> All right. We're having a good time. But there always comes a point it's in the show where up. it gets a little bit hostile because we start arguing and debating. And it is a debate show. Mm.
1: So here's even though i beat up, I, I, don't, I don't think I have anything left in me to debate. I know.
0: Well, I'm glad. This this is a perfect show because I finally have a win and you, you are stuck with a loss. So this is perfect. So, Harry, I'll let you take my place. I'll be mm. the moderator. I'll let you guys debate. And I'll pose this question and you guys decide who goes first. So you're Chris um, Wallace tonight, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, okay. it might be a little bit more civilized. I know it's not supposed to be civilized, but even okay. so, it might be more civilized than what we saw. I'm going um, to I'm doing the old.
2: I'm, I'm drinking a little uh, bit for you. There stuff. you go, yeah. That bullet? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell by a layer. Yeah.
0: I might pose the question, and KMS, you may agree with Harry and just take the Eagles side. We'll yeah, see. probably. All right, so it's pretty straightforward today. After the events yesterday, I mean, Cowboys defense looks atrocious, just shit show, and the Eagles win. So. Based on that outlook going forward, who has the better advantage to win the NFC East?
1: Harry, you want it or you want me to take it first?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, the NFC East is an absolute (laughs) disaster. (laughs) It's a dumpster fire of a division. All right. I don't know that anybody really wants to win this division. And no. it's probably going to be one of these eight and eight type years, maybe even a so in the Eagles case, a seven, seven eight, and nine, one. Yes. Because yeah. they've got the tie and that tie could be instrumental in getting the championship for the division because a tie is better than a loss. Mm-hmm. OK, and if that game sucked against Cincinnati. They deserve to lose it. But they did get the tie, and that could come into play you know, as a positive for the Eagles. But the, the, thank God for the Eagles that the, the division sucks. Now, we knew the Giants were going to stink. We knew the you know, Russians were, were changing things over and probably going to stink because they don't have their quarterback. I know there's some people think that Dwayne Haskins might be the guy. I know stinks. enough to know that he's not the guy, okay? no. the guy that might hang around in the league for a while and be a backup and move from this team and to that team and and, you know, make some nice checks and so forth and good for him. But he's not the guy. Nope. In Washington. So uh, those two teams are totally out of it. The Giants are an absolute disaster. Their GM stinks and he's going to get fired. Uh, the coach, that choice, I still am trying to figure out what the hell they were doing with that. I think the quarterback's pretty good. They lost the running back, and they're they're a mess in so many different areas. It's Dallas and Philly. And you saw what Dallas did. If the Atlanta Falcons weren't so freaking stupid and didn't understand the rules of the onside kick, the Dallas Cowboys would be winless at this point and 0-4. And, and there, then, you know, Jarrah might have the, his finger reaching for from the glass of Johnny Walker blue to the eject button on Mike McCarthy. He'd be so pissed off, <laughs> okay? So... They, thank God that Atlanta is so stupid if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. But right now, I'd rather be the Eagles because I, I trust their quarterback more. Their quarterback has done more with less and taken the team to the playoffs. He was also on line to be the MVP a few years ago before he got hurt. And I still believe in him.
1: <sighs> I, I don't want to agree with you here. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not, so I'm not going um, <laughs> to. I'm going to I'm going to bring it out to the to the schedule here. Yes, that I I knew. So you can ask Aiden too. last week on this podcast and on uh, branded sports radio, which Harry Mays was on week one yesterday. I said bet the farm on the Browns Browns plus four and a half was an easy win. And I gave all the reasons why and every single one of them came true. And I also predicted that the Eagles were going to go to San Francisco and win because that just seemed like it's just what the well, Eagles those NFL do. Games, where yes. Like, yeah. How did that happen? Yes. Yeah. But but it was just it was going to happen. The Cowboys never win those games, but it just seems that I don't even want to say the Eagles win those type of games, but Carson Wentz wins those type of games sometimes, and and he did last night. But you can enjoy the first place for you know four days or so, but now you got to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And That's then a loss, dog. Give him a loss, dog. <laughs> Give him a loss. And then you gotta come home for the Ravens. I Spend mean back- is off a bye week. Forget it, Mike. It's over. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm saying you guys are dropping those two. Right. I mean, then you got the Giants and then the, the Cowboys. But then you have the second gauntlet of the season, right? Where you have home against Seattle at the Packers, home against uh, New Orleans at Arizona. Mm-hmm. at Dallas. Yeah. So it, it, this, I mean, but I mean, Dallas's schedule isn't, isn't much better. Obviously we got to play some of the same teams, but it doesn't seem as daunting. We have the Steelers at home. Then they got to go play the Vikings and they do have to go to the Ravens and to the Bengals. I, okay.
2: So they, they stink. Yeah. All right. Now you got the Steelers at home. You got some of these other teams at home, but we realize this home is not matter what it was. Nope. Cause yeah. you've got a couple of fans in there, but it's not like, you know, going down there and having a hundred thousand raving cowboy fans
1: no no and it that that stadium it seems like jerry messed up making that stadium because he turned it into um a show attraction rather than a football stadium and that's the the stadium every every, now vegas is gonna be like that fan wants to go to right vegas is gonna be like that la is gonna be like that Um, so they never have that home feel. It's not like going to the link. It's complete. It's a completely different ballgame. So I think the schedule may be on Dallas's side. However, I would agree with that. I think that tie is going to come back to haunt the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, isn't this what happened last time the Eagles tied? Didn't they win the division because of the tie?
2: That was the year that Donovan tied in Cincinnati. when He didn't realize that overtime was what it was against Ryan Fitzpatrick was it Ryan Fitzpatrick? It was either yes. him or like a John Kittner or one yeah. of those kind of guys. Uh yeah, I forget if they wanted to the I think they won the division that year. I can't and I think remember. it came back. I think they, they
0: they came back. It might have been the year that we were the we were the wild card because I remember then we played the Ravens and Donovan got benched for Kevin Cobb.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, that uh, yes.
0: Was, it was that year, I'm pretty sure. But then after that, he played well, so I, I guess that he worked got out. Yeah, half time, didn't he?
2: And yeah, and Andy had some other coach go tell Donovan that he was being benched. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> and he, it was just awkward watching him on
0: the sidelines. And then Cobb throws the pick six in the end zone that goes a hundred yards the other way in the second. And that,
2: half. and that week in Cincinnati that they ended up tying, I think there was like 35 mile an hour winds. Yep, the entire game, and Andy threw the ball 60 dimes yeah yeah that's what it
0: was <laughs> and that was back it was 15 minute overtimes too and i think that score was even lower it was like 13 13 oh yeah it was yeah we played five quarters it was ridiculous <sighs> but i uh i agree with harry obviously because i still believe in carson wentz i'm like in the 99th percentile it's
1: true it's gonna speak. come down to the two times the team's play mm-hmm and that I feel like that's the, that's what's going to be it. And I keep saying this, they play in Philly early this year, and then they're going down to Dallas later in the year. And you know Jerry's going to Jerry's going to have fifty 000 to seventy five thousand fans by then. There's going to be no fans in Philly, and if Dallas really? wins that game, we're never going to hear the end of it. But But actually, it'll probably be a lot of Philly fans,
2: but let's also assume, or maybe we can't assume at this point, but let's project that maybe the Eagles are a hell of a lot of healthier, a football team Mm -hmm. as the season goes on. I mean, you know, as far as some of these, you know, wide receivers and, 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 uh, you know, guys to help Carson out. So.
1: Yeah, I, it's I, I, 2020. This division stinks. I, right. I don't think we can even actually know what the hell we're talking about. No,
0: <laughs> we're going to we're going to debate this every week and we'll be it will be the end of the year. It will both be one we'll of be us will seven, be right seven and one and you'll be uh you'll be seven and eight. and We'll be debating away. Who do you think is going to win the NFC East? <laughs> we,
1: we keep joking, too. We're like, we kind of need these teams to start winning for this podcast because who's yeah, going right. to listen to a podcast when teams right. are like four and two four and ten going into the, oh that's,
0: god that's what i texted kevin last week i was like yeah this is funny that i keep exploding and i'm angry but after like week six of this it's just gonna be white noise like here's the same old
2: shtick this guy's been out about the eagles hey i'll tell you what I, you know I, I did many a year uh, of sports radio in philadelphia where one or two or three of the teams were absolutely disastrous you know after the first couple of weeks And you're like what do we got here <laughs> yeah so, true like the complain-a-thon <laughs> yep that's all it is yeah. Well, actually something during- I feel
1: like you can both be excited for is Temple football coming back, <laughs> Aiden.
2: Yes, yeah, well, I, would, would, say, I would be favorite, right, against Navy.
0: We are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into it because Navy's Navy's weird. Like, I feel they like they are weird. They're very weird. I but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a few questions while having you on the podcast. Um, we actually met one time before. You probably don't remember it. Mm. Uh, it was at a bar bathroom in Boca Raton <laughs> at the Boca Raton at the Bowl yeah
2: yep okay we I talk- don't remember, I, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> for multiple reasons
2: <laughs> I, I choose i usually try to black out any men that i meet in bathrooms <laughs> yeah uh, I, I never met you i don't remember you and uh, uh it's nice meeting you for the first time you're just you're yeah, just trying I'm to probably. take
0: a picture <laughs> this is the official meeting it was it was very funny i just remember going back to the table i was like yeah, I was, I was I was pretty drunk. I was just talking to Harry Mays in the bathroom about Temple Football. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> let, let the man have his drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let
2: him let him piss and
0: pee. Yeah. You, I, well, I it wasn't me it was, somebody else was there and like everyone just started talking and like we just were all having this conversation, just just drunk off our ass in the bathroom talking oh. about temple football. Oh, and I was like, you I'm just talking to Harry Mays and these other guys. That's I, I, happens. I, That's I wish how I could Scott's
1: be same as. I wish I could be in a bathroom with Harry Mays, and then all of a sudden just hear, what up, Mays? Out of oh, yeah. nowhere. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Imagine. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. It's nice
0: to officially, soberly meet you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Pleasure. <laughs> all right. Well, it is, I mean, this. I, I told Kevin, I was like, if we're going to have him on the show, I'd like to, it to be going into the Temple season. And going into the year, like, we have our quarterback coming back. It's always important in college having your quarterback returning.
2: Yep, but I think it it's
0: even more so important in a in a pandemic season like this. So, do you think that gives us an upper edge, or do you think at this point, like Anthony Russo, like we know what we have?
2: Which well, do you I You know, I I think he's got all the raw skills, and mm-hmm. I, I've heard that you know he's finally really picked up the offense. You got to understand. I mean, this guy's had several different coaches, several different coordinators. Yeah. He's had all different, a lot of. Uh, You know, tumult around him. It being positive because they were, they were, you know, those coaches were winning games and they were moving on to other places. But it's still, it's kind of a tough thing for for a kid to adjust to. So Mm -hmm. now he's got a little bit of stability, you know, going into his final year. Uh, So I'm I'm looking forward to that. He's got to be more accurate. He's not a, he hasn't been a very accurate thrower of the football, even though he can, he can make a lot of the throws um he's got some good weapons at you know at his disposal the offensive line they you know they lost hennessy and they lost a couple of other guys on that Mm -hmm. offensive line that it's going to be interesting to see how they can piece that together because you know despite picking up the offense if he doesn't have time to throw it's not really going to matter much so that's going to be a question um their defense they've got a couple of guys returning on that defensive front uh, that, that I really like a lot that are in, the, in the, at the defensive tackle spot, but they lost a lot around those guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of their defensive ends and linebackers, you know, were all seniors and all really good players. A lot of them are playing in the NFL right now. Yeah, So it's going to be an interesting, you know, transition there to see, you know, how the younger guys, you know, those freshmen and sophomores that, that were there under the previous regime move up and, you know, move forward with Coach Carey. Defensive back wise, they always seem to have one or two really good corners or safeties mm-hmm. that they're yes. able to keep it together on the back end. So if they can get pressure, you know, with their with their front seven guys, I like their defense. Um, but yeah, Russo, this to me is all about Russo. He's got a great running back. <laughs> Ramon <laughs> Davis is a he's he is a good. star. Okay, I'm just <laughs> gonna tell you that right now. He's a star. He's gonna play in the NFL barring injury. And uh, so, you know, feed him as much as you, you possibly can and throw the ball deep. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: I think, um, like you mentioned, was stability, not only with the coach, but at the skill positions.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: Jaden Blue back, correct, oh, yeah. Brandon so, Mack as well. So, yep. and two guys yards after the match. Ham's
2: Brandon Mack. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ham. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he's great. I love he him. Is. Like, he's he big, is. like physical, like, He's everything that the Eagles wanted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to be, where he's a big target. You could put him on, and it's hard to tackle him after he catches it. So I'm really excited for uh, for that. And it starts this week against Navy. So like you said, two-point favorites. How do you feel about the game? Because you probably remember a few years ago, we opened the season against Army. The mm-hmm. triple option team lost. Everyone was excited, and yeah, lost. Lost handily. Mm-hmm. Navy this year, like they started, they didn't tackle, and they oh, they got crushed. Right? They, they got
2: crushed. crushed. They didn't even look like a football team. No, now that was, that was quite. That was that was that. yeah, that, that, that was just be lost because Kenny oh. Niematalolo usually has. I mean, he usually has his guys ready, buttoned up. Come. They're a team that doesn't beat themselves. They don't make mistakes. They don't turn the football over. They control the clock. You know, that's how, that's how they stay in games against teams like Notre Dame and some mm-hmm. of the other bigger teams that they play on their schedule. Uh, so I was really blown away by, by the way yeah. they looked against BYU. And then they come back against Tulane. Tulane is a much improved football team. They yeah. are not your grandfather's Tulane. They're, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a good coach and good system there. Tulane had, I think, a twenty-four-seven lead on them at one point in the third quarter, and Navy comes back and wins the football game.
1: And that's so, and that's not what Navy's usually known exactly. for. Exactly, they get behind, they're yep. dead in the God, water. It's yeah. pretty much
0: over. Yeah, right. Like so, That'd be a good one. But, Yeah, I was going to say I, I feel pretty good. It's just the Navy every year, but this year it seems pretty helter-skelter. So we'll see. But I'm I'm just. Honestly, I'm just excited that we have football. Like, we want football because for a long time it was up in the air. Like, I don't know if this is going to happen.
2: I know, and it's been disjointed thus far the the college yeah. football season. I mean, it you is. guys are as big of fans as, as as I am, and I know you're watching college game day and stuff. It's not the same, no. and wow. I know it's never going to be the same until that we get back to some sort of normalcy. But I just don't. I just don't. I want to feel it like I, I know, used. Me too. To and I don't.
1: I know. I, I, yeah. I there hasn't been a Saturday yet where I've just been home watching college football like I usually yeah. am, and like usually I. I do not miss the Saturday night games like right. those. Bit And I, I haven't again, also, cause I like going to a bar and watching
2: those games and the atmosphere and you just, there's none of it. Right. Yep. Atmosphere. I think that's the big word. It is. And I think that's what we're all kind of missing in sports right now is the atmosphere. It's like, you get the sports, you get the athletes, you get the great play, like some of the NBA, I've really enjoyed the NBA and the mm-hmm. NHL playoffs. I know mm-hmm. some people want to knock on either one of those sports and, you know, have at it. I enjoy both of them, but there wasn't the atmosphere and that, you know, that's the thing that you can't replicate that with fake crowd noise. No,
1: exactly. They showed, they showed during the Yankees postseason game the other night against Cleveland, they showed that home run that, um, Cleveland hit a couple years ago against Girardi and the Yankees. It was a grand slam to take the lead. And they just like the announcers are like, oh, my God, look at the crowd. Like, it's like we almost forgot. And they're like, look at how crazy yeah. they are. And just yeah. like how – every the, you immediate, and I immediately got it back. I'm like, I need that.
2: It's like a yeah. drug. Yeah, they're probably like waving towels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dang. just it's I,
0: awesome. And I can't even imagine what game seven against the Islanders would have been like this oh, year. If we oh, yeah. in Wells Fargo. That place would have been shaking. I know the outcome, but who knows if that's the outcome if, if we play that in front of a packed Wells Fargo center. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think – College football is definitely missing the fan atmosphere the most, but at least I think we'll get a little bit more used to it. Like we have the SEC back, AAC coming back, so we have our team to watch, and then Big Ten starting here soon. So I I think we're at least getting back on the swing of things a little bit. We far. are,
1: we are. Yes, it's a Eagles versus Cowboys podcast, and we've talked Temple football. We talked a little Jimmy Butler. We talked some hockey. We talked baseball. We got everything. So I'm not going to let Harry get out of here. Without talking to us a little bit about swing it and ding it, because besides this podcast, it's my new most favorite podcast because I need as much help with my golf game as possible, and this is this is where you can find out the help. <laughs> I, I
2: appreciate the kind words, Kevin. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's sponsored by DraftKings. Um, it's available on all the iHeart platforms, and I've just been told that uh, iTunes and everything else, all the other places are going to pick it up too. So awesome. it's be available nice. everywhere. Uh, very, very soon. So it's pretty exciting. And you know, we talk about, uh, you know, the PGA Tour. There's not a lot of places out there that you can really get no. any talk on that outside of the Golf Channel or something. So it's a podcast. It's kind of unique that way, where we look at, you know, the, the the week that was, and you know, we look at our bets because a lot of it is based on you know our gambling and so forth with either DFS or outright, you know, you know, wagering on winning the game, you know, winning or a top twenty, top yep. ten, top five, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we cover all that. And then we have Brian Quinn, who's the head coach of uh, Temple Golf uh, team and also uh, part of the you know ownership group at the 1912 Club. And he comes on each and every week and offers his insight into what we're talking about with the tour and then gives a, a really good tip That's each awesome. and every week. And then sometimes we'll incorporate some other guests like we had uh, uh, Jamie Slonis, who is a regional director from the illegal Club, which is a, a place where you could join where. Uh, if you're, if you're able to join it and if they allow you in and it's, you know, it's nominal fee, it's not like it's super expensive, but if, if you're in, you get access to all the great golf clubs, you know, in the Northeast, awesome. of the United States, you can go down to Florida, you can go to the, to Europe, you know, and play in Scotland on some of the finest golf courses, courtesy of a So there's certain things that, you know, we'll do and incorporate it's all for people that really dig golf. That's yeah. really what it's all about.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. And I've used some of those tips probably not so well sometimes, but I'm trying Keep working on it, man. but I'm trying. That's all that matters. <laughs> Harry, that was awesome. Thank you for coming by again. Like we said, thank you for being on the brand new train from the beginning. And I think as the season progresses, maybe, maybe we'll get you on during hate week too. I think okay. that would be a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Aiden K Great time. Harry Mays TU on Twitter. Go find him. Thanks, Harry. Thank you. Again, a huge thank you to Harry Mays for that phenomenal interview. Uh, Aiden, I had a blast. That was that was so much fun talking with Harry.
0: It, it was like we can't go to bars right now. He you and I and him hanging out and cutting up and drinking during that interview is the closest thing we can get to a bar right now. And it was pretty it was pretty solid analysis on top of that. So mm-hmm. it was it was everything you could hope for with an interview with Harry. We hope to have him back on. And here's to another week. We got another interview coming up uh, on our show previewing week five. Wow. Pretty pretty remarkable.
1: Next episode, we are going to have Jeff Cavanaugh on from one Oh five, three, the fan in Dallas. Uh, Hilarious guy. One of the best analytical guys out there. A big, big draft guy. So Aiden, if you have any draft questions for next season, I mean, I guarantee he's already watching tape on these guys. So uh, get ready for that. We're definitely going to dissect this Dallas Cowboys. And now for the first time, Aiden can debate with someone else rather than me doing it against these Philly media guys. So you're going to want to check that. Make sure you're following us at Birds vs. Boys Pod on Twitter. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Go to Apple. Go to Spotify. Go to Google Pods. Make sure you're watching us on YouTube. Check out all of the awesome clips that producer Vince puts out. They're hilarious. Um, and yeah, just tell everybody that this is the best football podcast out there till next time. Aiden smoking a cigar. He's first place. I'm in suck place. And we will catch you next time on birds versus boys.
2: KMS and Aiden. Mm.